pressure. <laughs> I'm up with something. Here we are back at the Advanced Selling Podcast again. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. <laughs> if yeah. you listen, I'm Brian Neal. I'm Bill Kasky. Yeah, and we last week, if you heard last week's episode, I commented that we need a new intro, and Bill put it on me to think of a new intro, and I just froze. I absolutely just froze and broke. So well, we you've got to give more than 20 seconds to these things. Something, right? yeah, we got to give a little thought. So we are glad you're here. If you're brand new, welcome. Hey, we've got an app. We have an app. We do. We do. And how much does it cost, Bill? It's zip. It's zip free. So go, go get the app. It's really slick. All the episodes are right there. Mm-hmm. And you can comment. You can email us straight from there. It's a great app. It's free. It's the Advanced Selling Podcast. You can get it in any of the app stores where you get all your other apps. And we also have a LinkedIn group that you all know about. We highly encourage you to go there and talk to everyone. It's Advanced Selling Com, uh, Advanced Selling Podcast on the uh, on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn group there. And so. we're going to take a couple questions next week uh, yes, from we the are. LinkedIn group. Some really good questions come in. And uh, a lot of times the group has some really awesome answers. We don't even have to touch it. But sometimes when the group messes them up, we'll, come right. in. we'll swoop in. Yeah, the group the group may yeah, have to uh, uh, start their own podcast. That's what I'm thinking, <laughs> right? 2,700 people. It would save us a lot of time. What would that it? intro sound like? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Advanced Link Podcast. Six hours Let's later. And I'm Tom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Yeah, that's funny. Anywho. Well, um, I was down in your neck of the woods where you grew up, Brian. Yeah, you uh, were. Down in the southern southern part of Indiana. Southwestern corner of Indiana. Yeah, I was at a Patoka Reservoir, oh, or Patoka Lake. Gorgeous. It was really gorgeous. Down gorgeous. There. The whole clear. southern Indiana scene is pretty nice. You it gotta, is nice. you got to say. It's, it's, it was a wonderful hilly, place to grow up. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I went to Jasper, Indiana. Yeah, of course. And I went to a place there, a German restaurant that's called shocking. the Schnitzelbach. <laughs> the Schnitzelbach. Have, Have you been, been there? Absolutely. Oh, my um, gosh. What would you was think? It, good? it was just fantastic. Wasn't it awesome? If you ever get to Jasper, Indiana, which unlikely, unless you're intentionally going Correct. there, you'll ever get there. But it was a German. It was legitimate German food. Yes. Oh, it was really good. It's the real but, deal, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The um, uh, My family grew up on the west side of Evansville, which is Evansville is about 45 yeah. miles southwest of, of Jasper. But Jasper is very, it's a very German Catholic yep. or a, a little town. And the west side of Evansville is very that way. And we grew up with all those German influences, and that was one of the destination stops that we would at. My grandpa would actually take us up there and yeah. go to eat the schnitzel. Oh, it's funny. It's fantastic. I, w- it? I made kind of a fool of myself, though, because um, I have a, a guy, that a friend of mine that went to Jasper High School, the Leaguer family, uh-huh. and they had a car dealership there, several okay. car dealerships, L-U-E-G-R-S, Mike Leaguer's. And, uh, and so I thought, you know what? I haven't seen Mike. I bet everybody in this place knows Mike. I mean, the leaguers right. are all like six, nine, they all played basketball and they have the, usually the guys with the car dealerships are usually in the bars. That's what yeah. I have. That's my, <laughs> that's, that's fair. my stereotype. <laughs> so I said to Jane, uh, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to find out wh- whatever happened to Mike. So I went up just arbitrarily went up to these people and said, uh, Hey, uh, you're from here. Yeah, I'm from here. Lived here 60 years. I said, Oh, you must know uh, the leaguer family, Mike Leaguer. No, no, no. And I thought, well, God, these people may not buy cars, still riding horse and buggies. I don't know. So I went to another random person. You kind of pick out people in a crowd who look like they might yeah, right. know them. You know, yeah, exactly. You wouldn't pick out a 16-year-old. You'd pick out a 65-year-old. Of course. And I went up to, bottom line is I went up to five people in that bar. <laughs> nope, not one of them had ever heard of him. It's like, he owns a dealership. Wow. Jasper, how big is Jasper? 20,000 uh, people? If that, no. More, probably more like 14. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How do you not know these? You never found anyone never who knew found, the guy. Never found anybody who ever heard of him. Wow. You sure you got the right and Jasper? I, I know it's Jasper. Jasper Indiana, right? Yeah, no, it's, oh, it's like your family. Auto. Anyway. That's funny. Yeah, I grew up uh, eating, you know what Braunschweiger is? Braunschweiger? Yeah, yeah, yeah I grew yeah. up eating Braunschweiger on saltines when I was Did a little really? kid. All, we, oh, my seen. God, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's fantastic. Uh, Which, have you ever seen Braunschweiger now as an adult? It's yeah. horrid. It's, it's, it's awful. Horrid. Yeah, it's awful. terrible, but it was great yeah. then. 
Okay, today's topic. Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk about resistance in the sales process. And we have talked about resistance in the past. We're going to do it a little differently than we have, though, in the past. Okay. And we're going to do this in a couple of different ways. And uh, I've been doing a, a round of resistance training, not the resistance training like <laughs> you look a little stronger. Things. Do I? Yeah, I've thank noticed you. that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for noticing. Uh, but this is about sales resistance. And what I've been doing is teaching people framework to handle resistance. So that simply means by resistance that someone says to you uh, some element of resistance or pushback. So they say, boy, you know, the, the, the 12-month contract's a little too long for us, Bill. We'd be more comfortable around six months. Mm-hmm. Or they say something like, uh, you know, we really like the program here. 20000 is a little bit outside of our budget range. We were thinking more like fifteen. right? Yeah. We, we yeah. hear some resistance. And so I'm going to give everyone a framework to, to deal with that resistance. And then you so brilliantly came up with a little bit different slant on this. And you want to say what you came up with? Well, I, I said that for every time there's verbal resistance, are there some times where there's resistance, but it's not verbalized? Right. And so it's up to you as a salesperson to sort that out and ferret that out. That's right. Bit. So we're going to call that stated resistance. We're going to say stated mine is resistance. stated resistance. Yeah. And then the other part is what you're talking about is unstated resistance. And I've got an algorithm for that. I too, like that. Friend. So I'm going to give you three, uh, I'm going to give you a three part framework for dealing with stated resistance. I like your frameworks, buddy, and especially you since you've been doing a... some resistance training. <laughs> What's the difference between resistance and, a, and an objection? Is there any reason to define or distinguish? It's a good point. Um, I have my own answer to that. Um, an objection sounds like it's stronger and, and more impeding to me. And also, in old school selling, most people, what are you taught to do with objections? Overcome. Overcome. So it's thing to, to, to surpass, yeah. to, that sort of thing. Where resistance is still, we're still together. We're just there's just pull on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's how I think of it, just a little bit differently. So I'm not looking at something to overcome. Because if with resistance, what can I? If I'm if the rope's too tight, what can I do to the rope? If the glove doesn't fit, it, I you must quit. I can let it go. Right. Right. If the rope's too tight, I can let go. Where with an objection, I feel like that's like a thing that I'm I'm gonna have to yeah. go climb and yeah. go through and, and so maybe it's so just how about if we, I just came up with a little saying oh, here let's before do you that. go into your three part uh, framework Lollapalooza framework here. Someone already said the you know if the glove doesn't fit that's, <laughs> no, that's taken. So go ahead. Objections are something to overcome. Mm-hmm. Resistance is something to understand. Ooh. Wow. Say that again a little slower uh, in your sexy slower voice. than that. <laughs> <clears throat> Objections are something to overcome. Like you said, that's once somebody puts an objection out, that's the natural instincts to overcome it. it. Yep. But resistance is something to understand, and by understanding it, you know how to deal with it yeah. and navigate around it. We should drop the mic now. I mean, that was brilliant right there. Oh, okay. Podcast yeah. is over. Next. Podcast over. Next, Next topic. Uh, that's really good. So you do your three-stated okay. framework. Yeah, it'll go backwards from here. That's really good, Bill. Uh, okay. Step number one in uh, this is setting context. And we talk about setting context a lot. In this case, it is critical that as you start to understand and work to understand and then um, respond to resistance that you set context before you do. The natural reaction, again, because people think that our objections are there to handle, is they want to react yeah, to them immediately. Definitely. Um, and and uh, even better, if people want to know more, they still kind of dive into things. So I think it's important to set context. So here would be an example of that. So if you said to me, hey, Brian, we, we, we like your program. We're really uncomfortable hey, Brian, committing to, like your program, to 12 months. <clears throat> but we're really uncomfortable com- committing to 12 months. It just seems like a lot for right now. Why? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Tip. I'm you teasing. DB? That wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't context. No, so I go, um, okay, uh, perfect. That is, um, 
Thank you. Okay, go ahead. That's well, a very, very common. I mean, anytime we um, get to this stage and we talk about timing, um, when people look at the time, that's a very common thing to discuss. Mm-hmm. So you, it will be the first time we talked about this. So let's do this. Let me. I want to understand a little bit about why, a little bit about where the the hangup is, if there is one, that sort of thing. Share with your perspective and that sort of stuff. And let's see where we land. And we might land on where we get okay with it. Maybe there's another option to look at. And it may be that that's just a deal killer and we just can't get by. And if that's the case, that's the case. Okay. I think there's tons of lessons right there in okay. how you did that. Um, because when you, you woke up, you, you really the- sold. Yeah, it, it, you really sold it. I mean, you, you didn't just say, "Hey, you know what? Understand, no problem. Let me tell you why it's why it's useful." Right. You or the feel felt found method. You right. really <laughs> talked about how. Look, this is not unusual. It's okay. Yes. A lot of people feel this way at this point. Let me share with you a little bit about that. We'll talk about it. And if it's a fit, it's fit. And if it's not, it's not. That's right. So I think there was much more to it than just. No, I understand what you're saying. And then overcoming the objection. Yes. And I set up what I want to do next, too. I say, okay, I want to understand a little bit. So then uh, on uh, step number two, so the second component to our framework, so the first is set context. The second then is just ask clarifying questions. Seek to understand questions. This is one of Stephen Covey's seven habits. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. And that's what we're practicing here. And so I'm just going to ask you then, Bill. So, So talk to me a little bit about that the, the, were the, the 12 month, six month thing. Just talk to me a little bit to give me some perspective. That'd be very helpful for well, me. Well, we just have a lot on our plate right now. And it feels to me like if we undertake this, it just adds to everybody's burden of, of just lots of stuff, just lots of task lists and lots of priorities. And so I just want, would want to make sure that if we're going to do it, we do it at a time where people are really committed to it. Okay, we'll do six months then. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't intending to be that big role But at player. twice the price. Yeah, exactly. Double price. So Yeah, so all we want to do here is I just want to understand that perspective. Say, we'll talk, so then I'm just going to keep going back. Yeah. So I'm going to, well, talk to me a little bit more about that. I also may want to bring back up questions Absolutely. about the pain and the Absolutely. issue to say, well, well, let's get back to how we, because when we first started talking, you talked about underperformance of salespeople and that you really wanted to do some culture change. And so I'm kind of going off the idea that that's still the case. Absolutely. So verify that that's accurate and yada, da, da, da. I almost feel like anytime there's resistance, there probably is a, a disconnect on their part from the original pain that you found. Could be, absolutely. So it's probably not every time, but universally, I'd say more than half the time, I've forgotten about the pain or I wouldn't be having the resistance unless yes. the pain was just not serious enough in the first yeah. place. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, then the third component, uh, and this is obviously going to depend on what you hear, but there needs to be some sort of reaction or response. And the reaction or response does not have to be the answer or, well, let me show you why this is really important. That's not what it means. But I do need to close the loop on it, all right? And when I say close the loop, it may mean that I um, have to think about something. I may explore another alternative. It may mean right there that based on what I'm hearing, that it sounds like that we're not as close as I thought we were. That can be a response. So that's the letting go of the rope if I need to. Or it could be to say, if, if you know if that's where you are, you know, I think you need to strongly reconsider that. And so um, I, I'm not open to changing the thing at all. And if that's a deal killer, it's a deal killer. But I, I can still push you to that point if I believe with good intent that that's what you should do. Push me to one point. To the point that if I think, if, if in, the heart, in my heart of hearts, if I think that doing a 12-month deal is the only way you're going to get oh, okay. that pain you just told me, okay. I'm going to tell you that. And then you're going to have to decide to, yeah. to say no or yes to that. Yeah. Um, what I never want you to do, don't ever, ever do this. Never, ever say ever again as a salesperson, let me go talk to my manager mm. or let me go talk to corporate and see what I can do mm-hmm. or let me go see if I can get permission to do that. Do not do that. Do you know why, Bill? 
Well, you should be saying, let me go talk to the Advanced Selling Podcast. Why would you? Yeah, what you yeah. would Hang say? on. Let me, let me ask Bill and Brian, right? That's what I would do. So go to askbillandbrian.com. <laughs> no, the reason we don't do that is it takes all of our power oh, away, right? Course. It takes all of any um, strength, credibility, power, those sorts of things that you've built up with a client. Strips it all away yeah. if you have to run away. Now, you can, you can go talk to your boss. Just don't tell them, I'm going to go talk to my boss. Say, I need to put pen to paper. I need to do some analysis here. I need to do some thinking. Yep. And then set a time to get back. Yep, yep. Good. Those are three good things. So That's set it. the context, Context. understand clearly what the real Ask issue questions. is. Yep. And then close the loop and get you to a it. yes or no. You got it. Kind. Yep. So I guess it's uh, my turn to talk about what happens if that objection or that resistance is unstated. And we're going to assume here that somehow in the process, you, the salesperson, have deduced or you've in uh, kind of, what is it called? In, instinctively, intuitively, intuitively, intuitively picked up on a resistance. Yeah. Like if the guy falls asleep as I did in the first <laughs> role play, that's pretty intuitive. But like if I intuitively knew that you were trying to find the word intuitively and so I said <laughs> yeah, it like right. that. Yeah. That was like a double paradox. Wow. Um, so, you know, any kind of disinterest, I think, any kind of fake interest. Oh mm. yeah, Brian, this is this is really a good proposal. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel it in their in mm. their heart, uh, then I've got to bring it up and I don't I there's only one way to do it and that's to bring it up by saying, you know, I get the I'm kind of getting the feeling or I'm getting the sense mm. that when we started talking about this, you were pretty excited about solving the problem. I'm not getting that now. And maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not hearing it. Maybe you have so many things on your mind, but I'm not getting the sense this is still as important as it once was. Very good. You will probably get some kind of an answer. Either, no, no, no. I tell you what, I just have a lot of stuff on my mind right now, which really is valuable information. Yep. Because I can then go down that path and say, well, if you've got a lot of, you mean priorities? Yeah, I got a lot of priorities. Well, is this still, does this still make sense? Good. Uh, but I don't want to leave that call without at least bringing up what I sense is happening. Your instincts are probably right. Yep, absolutely. And if the person's not saying it and not stating it, and you can't go through your three-part framework, then it doesn't mean it's not there. I would say in most sales processes, there's always some resistance. Always. Always. No, no one ever, you never go to a sales call and they hear the, the whole thing. Like, yeah, okay, great. Let's no. sign up full price. No, in fact, that would be... I would run. It would be, it'd be, it'd be yeah, scary. Like the people aren't thinking or something's wrong. Yeah. Even when I go in the Apple store and I know exactly what I want, it doesn't mean I'm going to buy it. It no. means I'm going to ask questions and Absolutely. I'm going to look at price and all that stuff. So, yes. so anyway, if you have some uh, examples or stories of where, where you've used these things, make sure you go to the LinkedIn page and uh, we'll put a, a post up for this episode. I want to hear from you because uh, this is really important. Plus, I think if you know how to handle resistance you will become more confident and probably get less of it. Yeah, and I think that's what this framework allows you to do. This allows you to be confident in the handling resistance because I think this is one of the places where salespeople feel the most unsupported. That's right. They feel naked when the resistance comes like, oh, shit, here, what do I do now? And so now we've given you a very, very strong framework to lean on so that you're not so nervous and yeah. apprehensive about the process yeah. when you get it. And if you're a sales manager or sales leader, teach this stuff. Amen. Grab grab your uh, next sales meeting. Grab this podcast. Have people listen to it and talk about it because everybody gets resistance all the time. And if you handle it well, it can be a great, it it can be a facilitation to the sale. Absolutely. If you mishandle it, it's a pile of wabbit twacks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go to the LinkedIn group again and join us there. It's linkedin.com slash advanced selling podcast. And if you haven't downloaded the app, Download the app. It's a really, really handy-dandy way to stay in touch with us and listen to all of your favorite Advanced Link Podcast episodes. We should do a special podcast from the Schnitzelbach. That would be fun, wouldn't it? It would be fun, It's a great drive. (laughs) 
<laughs> we could do we five could. on the way down. Did I say that? Five when we got there. Yeah, seven seriously. on the way back. We could and do then, a whole year's and worth. And then two from the ditch when we slide off the road. <laughs> because we're eating too much germ. Totally. Totally. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.